Good morning to everyone at Lighthouse. Thank you so much for this incredible opportunity just to be with you uh, this Sunday morning. Most certainly a privilege for myself, Donnie. Uh, thank you to Alan and to Jace and the leaders at Lighthouse. We certainly miss you guys. I've been listening to some of what Alan's been preaching and teaching. All we need is Christ plus nothing. What an incredible series it's been. Uh, so well done, Alan, just uh, preaching the word so well. I'm excited this morning um, just to share with you briefly on what I feel is on my heart for you, and that is for us to once again make sure that we are ready and prepared for the future that God has in mind for us. And to kick off this morning from Luke chapter 1 verse 17, it's a scripture talking about John the Baptist and how he would go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn hearts back to God. And in the end it says here to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And so for me there are two things. There's a readiness but then there's also a preparedness. The readiness is, is, is kind of to say, Lord, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to run. But the preparedness is in that thorough making sure I have everything I need for that future that God wants to bring into my life. So I want you just to take a few moments and, and think about what you think the future for your life could look like. Maybe for Lighthouse or for the world. Most certainly the time we're living in right now, none of us could have imagined that this is exactly what the future looks like. But somehow God is not caught of God and He's always preparing us and He's always getting us ready, those two things. And so I felt God challenged me with this question. If He had to bring that future and that plan and that purpose that, that He has for my life, if He had to bring it into my life right now, how ready am I for that future? I think of a man in the history of Israel, King Saul, how once got an incredible prophecy from Samuel uh, in 1 Samuel 9 verse 20. Um, it, Samuel says, to whom has all the desire of Israel turned to but you and to your family? Of course, he's talking about Saul and this wonderful future God had for him to become king and an influencer in the nation of Israel and in the world. We know that Saul started off quite humbly, but it seems like there was something in his heart that was missing, something that he was lacking, something that was incomplete in his preparation. Because as this future came into his life, it was a future that God had prepared for him. But as that future kind of invaded his present life, it seems like he started becoming a little bit unraveled. He ended up just becoming a jealous, disobedient man who ended his own life in suicide and witchcraft. Wow, what an incredible turnaround of events. Now, I don't believe that it is the future God had planned for him that ruined him. I believe it's maybe some things in his heart, in his life, that he didn't take the time to allow God to prepare him properly for the future God had for him. Here's another New Testament scripture that tells us, if we know anything about the future, that we should make sure we get ready for that future. In Second Peter chapter 3, verse 11, Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to be holy and godly as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. 
This is an amazing verse because it tells us that knowing God has a future for us should impact and change the way that we're living today. And then it also tells us this, that how prepared and how ready we are for God's future can either accelerate or bring that future in quicker, or it can actually delay it. And we, we see that as in the, the history of Israel. When they got to that promised land the very first time, you'll remember they sent out the 12 spies. And Hebrews tells us that they could not enter because of their unbelief. There was some part of their faith that hadn't been properly prepared, even though they had seen all the miracles in the desert. They hadn't grown in their faith. They hadn't, they hadn't changed. They, ha- they weren't ready for the future God had for them. And so the way that they saw things and the way that God saw things was so different that they were unable to step into that future that God had for them. I certainly am praying for you at Lighthouse and I'm, I'm saying to myself as well, Lord, I don't want to get to that point of my future and that purpose you have for my life and not be able to step into it simply because I haven't paid enough attention to my preparation, my character, my faith, and I'm not ready for what it is that you want to bring us into. So everybody has a future, and I know that sounds pretty obvious, but I believe there are only two places we land up in into the future. The one is the future that God has planned for us from the beginning of time. The one God planned for us in His goodness, in His love, in His kindness. Uh, You read about these in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, for I, I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you. That is the purposes of God for my life. It's, it's the greatest possible blessing and it's to bring glory to his name. Ephesians says that God is able to do immeasurably more than we can even ask or imagine. The future God has in mind for us as, as friends is, is incredible. The other place we can land up in is everything else. So there's the future God has for us and then there's everything else. And I want to say no matter how good it might seem, no matter how impressive it might seem to us, that I don't want to be that person who misses the purposes of God for my generation. I want to be ready to walk into the future God has for me. I believe God has a future for Lighthouse. And that that future and that purpose is wrapped up in His big plan for the whole earth. And my challenge and my encouragement to all of you this morning is to to make sure that you're prepared and ready, um, that God is able to add some things in your life that, that will make sure that we're ready for that future. Four groups of people I want to speak to this morning, and and I've really been praying for you and trusting that God would impact um, these four groups of people. The first is those who are completely unaware that God has a specific future for their individual life that is part of His specific plan for the whole world. If you are, are one of those in this category, you might live your life just thinking that things happen by chance. You might think, you know, sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. You might have thought that, you know what, it's just by the grace of God that you saved and it is just happened and it's good and it's kind of God that He saved you. But you would never think that your life would impact or change anything into the future. 
And to you, I want to say this. You know, if you're saying, who am I that God is even mindful of me? Is God even think of me? I want to say this, that God declares in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I set you apart. Isn't that incredible? God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Even before you were born, it's not like He got caught off God and now suddenly has to think of some plan or some purpose for you. No, the purpose existed even before you came into being. Psalm 16 verse 5 says, The Lord has assigned my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. Do you know that the inheritance God has for you, no one else can ever inherit that. It's only for you to walk into that future or not. It's not like any other person is contending for, for that inheritance that God has for you. And so I want to just say, if that's you, if you're not even aware that God has a plan for your life, I'm just shouting it out to you today. God had a plan for your life even before you were born. And God's plan for your life is good, and it's a blessing, and it's for His glory. In fact, there's even works that God has prepared for you. In, in Ephesians 2 verse 10, it says, We are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now you might not be aware of this and you might have never heard this, but I'm saying to you today that God has a plan and a purpose and a future for your life. And it's very intentional and it's very specific and it fits in to His big plan for the whole world. The second group of people I, I, I feel like God wants to speak to this morning is those that they're aware that they have a future, but they're not that clear about what that future is. They know they're supposed to be preparing for something or doing something or that God has something for their lives, but they're not really sure what it is or where to start or how to go about it. You know what I love about uh, God's Scripture is that there is this clear picture and pattern about God's intention and God's plan for the world. And it's, it's kind of, I use the word progressive, it keeps building on itself. For example, if you look at the nation of Israel, the promise that God made to Abraham that he would be a blessing to all the nations of the world and through him all the earth would be blessed... Um, God builds on that with Moses when he says, you know, you'll be the head and not the tail. God builds on that again, you know, with uh, uh, all these people that come along in the nation of Israel. So if I'm born in a Hebrew, I would know that God's plan and God's purpose would, would be for me to be a blessing. It would be for me to stand in the authority that God's given me. It's to know that God wants me to shine His light so that the other nations may know Him. I don't have to go to God and just ask, you know, Lord, what is your purpose or your plan? I can just simply look back at God's big plan for the nation and I can begin to follow that plan and, and it will become clearer for me in my own life what God's plan and purpose is. It's the same in the New Testament. The goal of all history is that God is preparing a bride for Jesus Christ. And if He's going to prepare a bride for Jesus Christ, then our job is to make disciples of all nations. 
And if we're going to make disciples of all nations, we need to plant good, strong New Testament churches like Lighthouse, like you guys, where people can be, be discipled. And if we're going to plant those churches, well, then we need to be able to give some responsibility to people who can carry it, which means we'll have to train and release and bring through leaders. And if we're going to bring through leaders, well, then the whole priesthood, everybody needs to rise up and begin to to do what God's called them to do so that God can pick out some that He can give responsibility to. And if we're going to raise up a whole priesthood, well, then we need to reach the lost. And so you can see God's plan. We're reaching the lost to raise a priesthood, to bring through leaders, to plant churches so we can make disciples, so that the bride can be ready. And I want to say that is God's plan, and you fit into that plan. And so if you're not sure what God's plan is, no matter how many promises God has made, there are yes in Christ, and through Him the amen is spoken to us through the... To the glory of God, 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, Everything that God has promised is part of our future, and you and I need to prepare ourselves for that future. That's where we're going to throw ourselves into. That's where we're going to pour our lives into, because that's part of the plan that God has, and my life fits into that big plan. The third group of people, as I bring this to a close, um, The third group of people are those who are aware that God has a future and a plan for them. They know what that plan is. They know what it entails. But somehow they've given up on that plan. They've been discouraged from that plan. They've given up. Maybe it's just been a long time and they haven't seen anything happen. Maybe they've been disappointed or you you feel like you let God down or God let you down or you've missed it or, or you're not sure what's happening. The excitement is gone and the burden of just surviving your daily life, you know, has become such a focus that you're not even thinking about the future. Do you, there was a time in Moses' life in Exodus 5.22 when he He went back to Pharaoh and he did what God told him to do, what he believed the future and the purpose of God with him was. And he came back to God in Exodus 5, 22, and he said, Lord, why have you brought this trouble on your people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he's brought trouble on these people. And you've not rescued them at all. Moses is saying, Lord, I've tried to do what, what I believe is your will and the future and the plan and the purpose you have for me, but it seems like the opposite is happening. I love chapter 6, verse 1, because God then says, Now you will see what I will do with my mighty hand. I believe to those of you that have given up on the plan of God, God wants to bring a revelation of His incredible power. Do you know that God can change the pieces on the chessboard in one single day. He did it with Egypt. He, he wiped out their best chariots in a single day. He did it with Nebuchadnezzar. I want to say in a, in a single day, God can change everything. And I feel like God wants to remind you of His power. If you've given up on that future, if you've given up on that dream, on that plan of making disciples of nations and being part of establishing the church and the priesthood and and all those, if you've given up on that, I pray today that God would give you a revelation of His incredible power 
to fulfill His plan and His purpose for you at Lighthouse. We might be confused sometimes. We might be guessing about the future, but God is not confused. God knows the plans that He has for us, plans to prosper us and not to harm us. And then lastly, there's a group of people I believe God is just speaking to and he's saying, you know what the plan is. You believe in that plan. It's not that you've given up on that plan, but God's saying, are you ready? Are you prepared for that future? Are you ready for that future? Like Saul, are you sure that your character and your faith and all this is ready for what God wants to bring us to? I believe as we come out of this difficult, challenging season that God is going to open heaven and people are going to be hungry for the gospel and so God is going to need us you and I and the people that he's called by his name to be ready and to be prepared to handle that future that he wants to bring it's a great future it's an exciting future God has a way God has a process of adding things into my life that that I need for my future and this is described in James chapter 1 verse 2 It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so you may be mature, complete, and not lacking anything. Did you hear those words? Mature, complete, and not lacking anything. Here's God's way. He tests my faith. And you've got to understand, this testing of faith is not to fail me. It's to prove genuine. It's to prove genuine. And you see, when my faith is being tested, I can either just hang on and hope for it to end or for it to go away. Or I can say, Lord, there is an opportunity for you to put something into my life that's preparing me for my future. In fact, that word persevere, it means to cheerfully or hopefully endure and be consistent, patient, and continuing. See, there's a difference between surviving. Surviving, I just want it to end. I just want it to to get out of this. But perseverance, when I'm persevering and I'm not allowing this testing of my faith to, to, to get me down or I just want to avoid it or get out of the situation, then perseverance begins to do a work in me. And I want to say that if you step out of perseverance prematurely, you don't allow it the time to finish the work that God wants it to do in your life. It's to make you complete. It's to make you mature. It's to add into your life that which God knows we're going to need into the future. My own deficiencies and shortcomings are sorted out when, when my faith is being tested. And so to land this this morning... It's just to say that I believe God has an incredible future. And you at Lighthouse, and you as an individual, if you're listening to this, have a massive part to play. It's a very specific part to play. God wants you to know that you have a future and you're part of His plan. He wants you to know what that plan is and throw your life into it. When you get discouraged, I believe God wants to show you His power. And if right now you're facing some kind of trial, why don't you take it as an opportunity for God to put some steel into you that will make you ready and prepared for the future? 
Thank you so much for this opportunity. God bless you. We're praying lots for you and much love from Renal and myself. Amen.